episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Akaboshi. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to our Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we are talking about Super Smartphone, and we are joined by our guest today, Nisha. Woo! Hey, guys. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> That's such a delay. Jordan's like, right, I should be excited. Yeah! <laughs> All right! <laughs> hey, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, my name's Nisha. I also go by Nisha Plays online. I'm a cosplayer. I am an entertainment critic. I am also a podcaster. And I feel like I'm leaving things out, but... Um... <laughs> You're the best. Oh. You're getting your MBA? Oh, oh, yeah, I am getting my MBA. There you go. There you go. What's your MBA going to be in? Master's of Business Administration uh, administration with concentration in management. Oh, oh, that is awesome. Yeah. You're going to get a job. I have art school degree, so. I currently have a job and I'm just like, I want I want more money. <laughs> I'm completely with you. Oh, look at you making money. Oh, God, you guys and your fucking money and your job. I know there's a lot of really great MBA programs in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Are you doing one there or are you doing like a remote program? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows. Like, I mean, I, I know personally about like one of the best MBA programs, um, you know, the Chicago Bulls led by uh, <laughs> their leader, Michael Jordan. You know, one of my favorite jokes about Harry Potter is like I knew Harry Potter was fancy because it said 1996, but not a single person said, man, the Bulls are having a hell of a run this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but more seriously, though, um, so will you be doing a program like Kellogg or something in the area or uh, if you uh, sorry, if you feel comfortable revealing what college you're attending? Kellogg, she's not a serial. I might identify as a cement toast crunch. Who knows? Um, (laughs) She legally identifies as a snack. Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm actually getting mine at the University of Illinois Chicago. Oh, wonderful. So UIC for sure. Nice. I like it a lot. I think I have a coworker who left last year to go to that program. So uh, maybe we'll upload audio. I'll mention her name and you can tell me if you have any classes. That would be a very small. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say that because cohorts are pretty small for um, grad Mm -hmm. school. Like when you meet up with people for the first time it's like oh I know you or you'd be surprised how many people I've kn- like oh you know so and so yeah from this thing okay so it's I, I would not be surprised if it's someone I've at least had a class with well maybe you can find them if you have a super smartphone with goo 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 excellent excellent Ooh, yes. I like that <laughs> yes thank you thank you something about this series makes us just have really great segues it's very easy <laughs> it is <laughs> so let's take that as a great opportunity to get into about the manga Damn, that was a segue so powerful it stopped me from telling a story. Yeah, yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> All right, so this series was actually done by a writer and artist combination. The first one was Hiroki uh, Tomisawa, who was the writer, and they also created Senka no Kanajo, which was in 2015 and ran for five volumes, 47 chapters, so a little on the long side, but who knows, Jordan, maybe we'll talk about it someday. It's about a boy who asks a girl out, and the world promptly ends as missiles destroy the city they're in. Oh, nice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's typical, 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 typical. What's the worst that can happen? when I asked my crush out. There you go. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, The next one is Who I Am, which I'm shouting because it's all in caps. (laughs) All caps. And it was two volumes, 12 chapters in 2018. And this is a nonfiction work as part of Shueisha's deal with the Paralympics. Maxi B has a lot more details, in particular, what athletes were covered in it. And you can see that on our Patreon. And then the other creator, the artist, was Kentaro Hidano, which created Ziga, which again is all caps. I'm not, it's not that I'm just really excited to talk about it. That was in 2018. 2018, 
two volumes in 14 chapters plus a volume only epilogue that was in Weekly Shonen Jump and it was about Kaiju. It is not fully translated. We actually very badly wanted to talk about this with Xander Cannon, who Anisha, he is a comic book writer who is best known for literally creating a comic about what if there was a Kaiju prison. I want to read that. That's good. That's actually a good series. It's really good. What is it? Kaiju Supermax? Is that what it is? Uh, Kaiju Max. Kaiju Max. Yes. Okay. So yes, he created a series Kaiju Max, which was about what if there was a prison for Kaiju monsters. And that was a really fun read. Fun fact, he also worked with Alan Moore. So he is comic book royalty by that extension. And this guy also created a bunch of one shots, um, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really matter. And he was the assistant for Hiroso Shibashi, who created Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan and Yoi Kamino Let's Loose. And fun fact, he was classmates with Shonen Flop alumni Gen Osuka, who created both Golem Hearts and Duran Duran Run. Wow. Are you familiar with either of those manga? I've heard of Nura. I mean, actually, no, I, I've watched Nura. I didn't read Ooh. it, but I did watch the anime. It was really good. I liked it. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Actually, the art is not the issue with this manga, so I can't say he didn't learn anything from him. The art's not the problem. It was definitely like, you know, you know, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to shush. I love the self-control. It's very easy to start talking about a different mm-hmm. section. So I think you have already set the bar very high for guest self-control of respecting <laughs> the section we're in. Yeah, I can't even do that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the series it replaced was Maxi B guesses Ayakashi Triangle, which that got moved because it was too pornographic for Shonen Jump. Oh, well. I thought it was a joke. And then I read a chapter and it has a joke about a girl masturbating in the shower. And I was like, yeah, this probably isn't appropriate for 13 year olds. Nah. And then it was replaced. Just like Stone Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This was replaced by Ichi Oseke no Tazaki, which is by the creator of Takopi's Original Sin. If you two have read it, that series is excellent. And so, yes. Yeah, so it seemed like Shonen Jump is trying to recreate the formula of Chainsaw Man, where they have an offer for a really fucked up series, make something in Shonen Jump and see if it pays off. Okay. Because, Nisha, have you read Fire Punch? I have not. So Chainsaw Man was him showing self-control in terms of content. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Chainsaw Man is a toned down manga compared to what he was doing with Fire Punch. But anyway, this ran from May 9th, 2022 to October 17th, 2022. So very recently canceled. And it was three volumes and 23 chapters, plus an epilogue that we're probably never going to talk about because the series fucking sucked. Spoiler alert. I really don't give a shit about it. Dead serious. I would rather read Build King's epilogue. But you know what I do want to read, Jordan? What? Is your wonderful plot summary. So why don't we move into it? Oh, wait, thank you, David. (laughs) Q Sagarada, a.k.a. Q, as in the English letter Q, <laughs> is a really smart kid. He's just he's just a slacker, you know? We know this because his childhood not-girlfriend Yuika tells him that he's just been wasting that great brain of his since his little brother's shoe disappeared seven years ago after running off to poop. Meanwhile, a little girl went missing, and everyone's talking about it. That night, Q finds a tiny smartphone equipped with a sentient AI and... Goo goo goo, which is like <laughs> super ultra Google, able to find any information created by people. Q uses it to figure out who kidnapped the little girl and calls the cops on the guy. Unfortunately, his super smartphone title drop returns errors whenever he looks for info on Shu's disappearance or info on who made the smartphone. Q names the phone Kimi, which is like apparently Japanese for you, like as in Y O U, just to be clear, because people are native letters in this. Q starts solving minor crimes.
times, and every time he does, he gets goo-goo-goo points, unlocking new abilities. Meanwhile, a messy goth girl police investigator named Nagi Sayamizu is racking her brain trying to figure out who their new informant is. That night, though, Yuika and her friends are having a sleepover in a high-rise, but some dude sends, like, a ton of thugs some info on where all the valuables in the building are, getting them to storm the place. Q calls the cop and bikes over, mingling with the thugs and saving Yuika's life by breaking a dude's arms with a baseball bat when he tries to strangle her. The bad guy is then shown to be a rich fuck named Zenichiro Kangan with his own super phone. Zenichiro is the head of Zen Inc., where he's a weird controlling boss who, according to the writer, is just so fucking charismatic and hot. Popcorn David. <laughs> you can tell Jordan just had the time of his life, both reading and writing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Q hacks into Nagi's email and starts having a conversation with, with Zenichiro with her own inbox, and Q picks the stupid pseudonym of literally pseudonym. Literally pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> While Zenny thinks about how he wants to have BDSM dominate his new enemy. He totally does. He's so fucking horny about it. Yeah. This is big horny. Yeah. There's a police meeting where Nagi says they should do nothing and finally notices that the conversation is happening in her Gmail. Joining in as Zenny drinks from a big evil wine glass. That was like fucking He's fucking Pegasus. God, that was a huge ass glass for no reason. <laughs> He's fucking Pegasus or Dracula. He is. <laughs> there was no proof he wasn't a vampire. Well, yeah. Zen tries to hide that he did the high-rise robbery, but Q uses animated detective bullshit to prove that he did it. And both Zen and Nagi are shocked that Q was able to overcome Z's immense charisma. Zen reveals who he is, which doesn't matter. Zen has two super phone users working for him, a dumb guy and a smart guy. Q immediately finds the dumb guy and gets him to help by having the police arrest him. He tells him about the superphone, but is poisoned to death by Zen later that night in his prison cell, making Q sad. Aww. Because people die when they are killed. Yes, it's true. People <laughs> forget that a lot. Yeah. Ugh. The offer then shows us all the other superphone owners who got the fucking push notification about the dumb guy's death. That's how you knew the series was getting close to ending. Yeah. Q is approached <laughs> by Boken, a scrappy poor guy, and Ray, a great singer who just doesn't know how great she is. Two other owners that found him because he sucks at hiding, and the plot required that they figure out his identity. Yes. Boken tells him to figure out his identity in three days, so Q tries to rip his ID out of his pocket like an absolute chad, I have to say. Honestly, like, one of the best moments in the series. Right? If he was a good offer, that should have actually worked. Yeah. Leading to them getting a karaoke room to hash things out, Q uses logic and reason to deduce their names, and that all three of them had dead family members with connections to the bad guy Zen. Ray doesn't trust him until she hears him sing like shit. She has music <laughs> telepathy, and can tell that he's a good person. Then she sings and is just the best singer, you guys. Like, damn, what a gorgeous voice. A regular... How do you say that word, Jordan? Extina? Do you yeah. not know what that... Oh, my God. No, it's I a... don't. I'm not it's... cultured. No, it's, it's a joke about Christina Aguilera and they swap out the Christ in her name with X and... Okay, you get it. Yeah. Jordan's taking the Christ out of Christina, I guess. Damn right. <laughs> what a... What a ugh, how dare he? Like a regular Extina. Yes. She might not be able to shake it like Britney, but damn. Oh, I love the sequel XX Tina. Anyway. <laughs> Tina, Tina, X Tina. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Nisha, please finish the series summary. A short guy and a tall woman with huge boobs are standing in the rain because there are the aliens who made the superphones. I feel like we cannot undersell how gigantic her breasts are. No, they are comically large, like intentionally comically large. I need to know what bra size she is because part of it's like, baby, your back has to be in pain, even if you are an alien. It's the entire supply of a Victoria's Secret. It's the size. whole alphabet. That's bigger than an F and you're standing upright. So you're clearly an alien. I knew what I knew all right off the bat. I'm like, you're not a human. Yeah, yeah. Even by anime standards. <laughs> They're kind of the best character designs in the manga, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Zenden bullies his smartphone lackey into finding out who Q is, which doesn't seem that hard, but whatever. Zen is just so charismatic and hot. You're probably thinking Zen is unsympathetic, but nah, he actually has a dead sister and daddy issues. Now, don't you feel like an asshole? <laughs> the prime yeah. minister goes on TV and tells everyone in Japan about the super cool alien phone, while the gossip website that Zen owns tells everyone that Q did the high rise robbery. Remember that? His house yeah. gets swamped by an angry mob, but the cops show up. Don't worry, everything's okay. Q meets up with Zen, who reveals that he wants to be Japan's first president. God damn it, power is already Japan's <laughs> first president. Shut up. No, you can't do that. We already had one. Power Keep supremacy. Going. Yes. And the aliens are there for some reason. Q then threatens to expose Zen and dramatically decides to give up his own phone for some reason until someone tells him that his dead brother is the phone. Whoa. So he says, JK, and takes it back. <laughs> to be continued, you should purchase the final volume of Super Smartphone on sale soon. <laughs> I know that it's S-A-L-E, but imagine if they wrote on cell and it's S-E-L-L. Uh, <laughs> wait, you mean C-E-L-L? Uh, yeah, S- <laughs> yeah, it was C-E-L-L. I knew where you were going. If it's what if it's just spelled the way it's normally supposed to be. You know, they actually did bring up typos were plot relevant in this. Yeah, series. yeah. But I can't spell, so I didn't notice. <laughs> so uh, anyway, let's get into the characters. Nation, would you like to start things off with? <laughs> I I can't take the fact that his name is Q seriously. QAnon. Yeah, let's start with QAnon. Oh my God. It was right there. I'm just going to get it out of the way now. All right. His name is Q. He digs into ultra secret government secrets and like he under uncovers like these things going on with high society. And he stops a pedophile. That's his first act. Stops a pedophile, finds a missing child and then releases the info to the public and like just kind of shows up everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... Like, what the fuck am I reading? And there's even aliens involved. Like, the first thing he does is find confidential info on the fucking government. Like, oh my God. That's exactly his first thought. He's like, what can I look up? I can look up anything. Give me proof of aliens. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But there's just so many coincidences. It's like, did this guy know about QAnon? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> if this is in America, I feel after aliens, he definitely would have looked at the JFK assassination. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. God, he is not using this super phone remotely intelligently, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, does he have any interesting character traits? Because I don't think he really does. He's smart and yeah, nice. He's yes. smart and nice and lazy because, you know, depression, I guess. Well, because his little brother died like seven years ago. Which I mean, I mean, hey, that would make me depressed, too. I would be depressed, but it's like, I guess it's one of those things where his not girlfriend childhood friend is just, oh, you're just so lazy. I'm like, maybe 
somebody should have gotten this kid some help. Yeah, maybe he needs fucking therapy. How about that? It's going to come up later, but there is that humongous moment where they just don't even pretend like this character shouldn't be extremely psychologically damaged. Oh, he's just lazy. Oh, he went through a traumatic thing and he lost his younger brother that he was super close to. But now he's just a lazy slacker. Yeah. How dare you be sad that your brother got probably kidnapped? Your seven year old brother died. Like, are you like younger than that even? Like, you're just your little kid brother who's probably like under five years old just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you still be sad about that? Like, get over it, man. Like, that's that's everybody's response to it. They're just like, hey, you get over it. Yeah. And then speaking of characters that can get over psychological trauma. Jordan, why don't you tell us about his childhood friend? So this is Yuika Nomaru. She is his childhood friend who uh, definitely is not his girlfriend. What? Why do you think that? That's so strange. Why would you ever? God, why does this trope keep coming up in series? Well, because that's what I guess every uh, young adult wishes they had in high school. Just this hot girl. Yeah. But I will say it was very baller of him to just say, like, do I like her? I mean, she's family, so I could see myself marrying her. I'm like, you know what? I like this kid, at least for this section right here. He didn't waste no time. He knows he could see himself marrying her. Confession over. We don't have to do this shit. That's fair. I mean, I will say, man, there's a lot of scenes with her where she sure has some pretty big boobs. Like, <laughs> Oh, those are some boozingas. To the point where it's like strange. Like she won't for a lot of them. And then like the moment when like the thugs attack her and they grab her, it's like she just gained like three cup sizes. It's bizarre. I feel like the author's kink was showing or the creator, the, the team's kink was showing just a little bit there. Yeah. Not kink shaming. I'm just saying like, I love this trend with a lot of different uh, manga creators where it's just like Horikoshi has a thing for women in turtlenecks as an example and thighs. This <laughs> reminds me of uh, School Judgment where the author literally was like, oh, she's 14, but since she's still growing, we're going to have her cup size grow like two sizes over like 14 chapters. Mm-hmm. David, I think she was 12. That series legitimately was for pedophiles. Don't read School Judgment. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, now to talk about a less disturbing manga, her entire purpose is basically to tell the audience how what a good person Q is and how Q's actually really smart. And the moment I was alluding to is when like she's at a sleepover and their house gets breaking into, she got strangled by one of the burglars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's fine five minutes later. Yeah. They don't even take her like to the hospital for being strangled. She should have gone to the hospital. She finished a sleepover. Yeah. yeah. Just from like the way she looks at her design, I was halfway expecting her to be the kind of, you know, supporting female character who's also like, maybe she's a judo champion. Also, because yeah. he's super smart. And she was the strong one that protected him because his mouth got him in trouble. But I'm like, no, she's ha, not. Ha, ha. <laughs> Girls can't be strong. What nope. are you talking it, about? It, it, it's actually funny because we compare this series a lot to Neolation, which is about computer hackers. And that was literally the point of the female character. She like knew like some Brazilian martial art. So she right. was the one that actually could beat up people. Capoeira. Yeah. yeah. She was like a Capoeira master. <laughs> she ruled. She was the best character of that series. Yeah. yeah. She's barely a character. There's really not much more you can say about Yuika. Everyone's barely a character but speaking of I'll go to Nagi who she is a police officer hates effective leads I was gonna say it's miscellaneous thoughts but I feel like she is like a Danganronpa character that was stolen like a character design I can see that yeah, yeah. she is a complete mess just a total mess total goblin mode just like <laughs> fucking I don't know if she showers honestly no she definitely doesn't she doesn't she gives power a run for her money that's what she does yeah honestly I, I do think that she's kind of the best character She's the only character that the series actually cares about. She's the only character with like traits that aren't just like, oh, and a great person. Really smart. Yeah. She should have been a main character is what I'm hearing. 
obviously supposed to be Elle. Like, yeah. it is so blatant that yeah. she's supposed to be Elle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert, listener. This, if you couldn't tell, this series really wants to be Death Note, like, real bad. So badly. And <laughs> they surely told us about the bad guy. Yes, the super hot and charismatic Zinchiro, Zinchiro yeah. Kangan. Yeah, so he's a bad guy. Basically, anime Elon Musk, which I feel like is the best <laughs> description. Because how everybody is just, like, fawning over this man. I was just like, why? Like, Tesla is kind of like a cult. Yes. I mean, he's going to destroy Twitter pretty soon. He's basically doing oh, it right now. Oh, he already has. Yeah. Yeah, it's falling apart in real time. Crumbling. But yeah, it's just like everybody who meets him, they're just enamored with him. Men, women, doesn't matter your orientation. They're just like, I will die for you. If you're a man, he will make you bisexual. Probably. That's his superpower. If you're a straight man, at least, he, he will turn you by. The other thing about him is that he is basically, like, the author was too much of a wimp to make the main character Light Yagami, so Zenichiro is literally Light Yagami. That's very accurate, I would say. Because he's just, like, he has a mission or a purpose and, like, it's with good intention, but he's going about it terribly. Yes. Yeah, I'll talk about it more and what it did wrong, but the other thing is you gotta know, he's got daddy issues. And he's a siscon. He's, yeah, he's a siscon, yeah. I could have done without the siscon. The siscon has never been a good character element in any series ever. Never. I cannot think of a single time where I've been like, oh, cool, siscon. I'm happy about that. I just feel like, why? Like, even in shows like Spy X Family, like, at least, like, they blatantly make fun of it. Yeah. Like, in Mission mm-hmm. Family, I was like, this is not bad, but the siscon is such a stupid part where, like, the dude legitimately, like, physically in love with his sister, and it's very creepy. Yeah. You know how we were talking about the author giving away their fetish? Yeah, that's yeah. definitely one of them. Oh. Oh, God. Okay, so let's get into the last character. How about that? So we can start trashing this series properly. So, Jordan, why don't you tell us about how I felt emotionally while reading this series? Oh, yes. Well, David wrote his name as Broken, but his name is Boken. That was actually a typo. <laughs> Did you feel broken after reading this? Yeah. Yeah, so the thing about Boken is the author realized, shit, I have to introduce more allies. Hey, you know, what if this, like, scrappy kid that who's like this street rat poor kid. Oh, he just figures out how Q is like super easy. So he must be like super fucking smart because Zenitro cannot do it. And like Zenitro's own super smart lackey cannot do it either. But this motherfucker. Right. Just like in a day fucking knows exactly who it is. Like it's crazy. Yeah. The system, the way that the super smartphone hides information makes it insanely easy to yeah. find any super smartphone user. But yeah, he's like, I, he's trying to be like the Sasuke or whatever. It's really stupid. I didn't. They had some weird card thing where they had to figure out his identity. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I just stopped caring after like chapter three. No. Oh, we'll get into it. But does anyone have anything else, or should, can we start trashing the series, please? Let's do it. Yeah. Sinatia, as our humble guest, please mm-hmm. bestow upon us <laughs> what were the things you thought were not good about the series. Oh, where to start? I just feel like the convoluted plot with the phones, like right, the rules with the phones were just very confusing in some parts. It was so hard to figure out yeah yes yes and then it's like from there it was also how things got more convoluted because i'm like oh you know this is giving future diary vibes a little bit that's what i thought too right i think this is more future diary than death note to be honest mm-hmm. well i'll save my six word description oh <laughs> so here's the thing the way that i read this because i'm not familiar with future diary mm-hmm. i read this as if oh man it's death note but uh light is the bad guy and and 
sense that defeats everything interesting about Death Note because the whole thing is, man, Light's a weird fucking creep. Yeah. Like, he might have, like, some interesting motivations, but, like, at his core, he is a fucking creep, evil motherfucker. Yeah. And that's what's interesting. So you just make him the bad guy. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. Light is literally the bad guy in every... If he wasn't the protagonist, he'd be the villain of Death Note. Yeah. I mean, he becomes the villain ultimately. It's just like, oh, what if Light was the villain from the very beginning? Yeah. God, that shows the level of intelligence that someone's like, what if Light was the bad guy? Was their pitch. The issue is with, that the author had was like, man, I like Death Note, but like Light is too much of an asshole. What if he was like a really nice guy, actually? Like, yeah. I also have to say the series has so much, speaking of Death Note, the series has so much fucking text. So much. So much. And I was so, oh God. I got to the point where some of the panels, I'm like, there is such a thing as balance. And again, I am not a manga, but like as a writer, this is just a lot to take in. And I understand like maybe panel restrictions and stuff, but I'm like, working in marketing, there's like an exercise where it's like, okay, write it out. Now say it less. And then you do it again. <laughs> now say it less. I just feel like some of the plot, like with the writing, like writing out the dialogue, they could have used having someone like, can you say this in 20 words or less in this one bubble? Okay, great. Please do. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, half the panel is just words. Oh, it's terrible. And how about the fucking graphs and the Ugh. infographics and the fucking... Uh, what, so what happens is the author every now and then just puts out these huge charts that explains like, all right, so he's feeling this way. If he tries to do this and he can't yes. do that, if he does this, then uh, that, that doesn't work. But if he does this, he wins. And I'm just like, this is... It's like a flow chart for strategy, basically. Like a fucking flow chart. Like, what is this? And the rules aren't even consistent. Like, mm -hmm. And they also have disqualifying rules that they don't tell you. So you literally could have just lost your phone for something you didn't even know was against the rules. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There's a moment where one of the whole things is that like, oh, you can't tell anybody that you're like a super smartphone user or you'll lose it. But like there's a point where everybody knows that Q is a super smartphone user. They all know that Zenitro is a super smartphone user. But Q is standing there in front of Zenitro and like a ton of cops and, and the aliens who do know. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm going to tell everybody that I'm a super smartphone user. Who are you telling? With that part, I was just like, but what does that do? I'm, I was not understanding how does this make checkmate for Zenitro. I didn't quite understand the logic for Q. I'm like, what does it do for you what? to give yourself up? Because you'll die or you'll get your phone taken away and he'll still have his phone. Yeah. He still has to confess. What? What was the competition though? Everything is like indirectly decided where he's like, he just picks himself that if one person hits the maximum points, everyone else loses their phone. No one actually says that is the case. You're all doing this shit and killing people off on an assumption? It was like shitty Highlander. It was. David, have you ever seen Highlander? Yes, I have. Cool. There is shitty Highlander is Highlander too. Well, <laughs> that's true. This is like shitty <laughs> anime Highlander. Wait, I, there might actually already be a shitty anime Highlander. I don't know. There's a few anime Highlanders, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Highlander. The Fate State Night series, kind of. Oh. Not the whole, well, kind of, kind of. <laughs> there should have only been one. The 
the author also takes every opportunity to de-escalate like everything going on using the cops, which is very ironic. Yep. Like it really is just like, oh man, his house is uh, attacked by a lynch mob. Don't worry about it. We called the cops. Don't worry about it, Q. It's all over. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, reader. Don't worry about this at all. It's all good. Cops in Japan are different than in America. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They're great, actually, and wonderful. They are. <laughs> this is copaganda. It literally is. This also, the issue with the text, we've kind of mentioned it before, but like all he does is tell and not show with the text. Mm. I brought up in the plot summary how like the author is constantly having people say, oh man, Zenichiro, he is just so hot and so smooth talking and just so charismatic. And it's like, well, I'm glad you told me that because I didn't get that from the writing. I don't understand it because just because everyone around and in the dialogue is saying it, I'm like, where's this charisma? Is it because he has money? Apparently he's also very physically strong because he's just fight. Like, what? why were there action scenes? Why was he physically fighting people? Yeah. Why was Q strong enough to break a man's arms with a bat? How? You're not supposed to have physical confrontation with the main character in this kind of series. There's a moment when he's with, like, the dumb strong guy, which was, by the way, a waste of, like, three chapters. Yep. Where it's just like, oh man, I've never been in a physical confrontation. I just saw you break a dude's arm with with a baseball bat, man. Yeah, like, what do you mean? It's so dumb. And it really is just so stupid that his solution to the pro- every problem is to just call the fucking cops. Like, every time, that's his only move. <laughs> or show up, realize, hey, this was a really bad idea, and then have to figure out some hacky bullshit logic for how not to be killed in this thing that he set up himself. Right. He was such an idiot idiot like he did dumb shit he is not smart enough to be the main character of this manga he's not yeah going back to like the high-rise robbery he's just lucky he's just lucky he is he's just lucky and he says that he's like i'm really glad they had a boss i could bluff about like why would you think a bunch of rioters who came from an anonymous internet message would have some sort of hierarchy system right seriously like this this happens all the time where it's like in a manga where the whole premise is that you can look up anything you should not have a, have the main character be like, phew, good thing I guessed correctly on that. That defeats the whole point. You know, like he's supposed to be able to be able to, to be prepared and he's supposed to be smart enough where he can like triangulate all this information. But he just he doesn't. He just guesses. And there's so many times like shit. He, he just wakes up in the middle of the night like shit. I forgot something. Damn. Mm-hmm. Also, told Max to be this. I think chapter three of this manga is perhaps one of the worst chapters I've ever read in my entire life. And that's the riot chapter. I just love how he's like, whoa, this is like 10 minutes walk away from where my brother got kidnapped. That can't be a coincidence. Like, yes, it absolutely can be. You mean a kid who went missing seven years ago? And something happened nearby? Yeah. It would have been better if like maybe Q's personality was that he has been trying to solve his brother's case the entire time in the last seven years versus him just being lazy. I mean, be lazy in school, but show that you're actually this genius detective behind the scene all along. I think that would have been better like some of his things would have made more sense because i'm like anyone with logic and sense would be like no this is actually just a coincidence right i just oh my god i feel like we're just gonna shit on this forever does anyone have anything they really want to get or should we start actually talking about uh the positives i just want to say one last thing because i thought it was really funny so their whole thing is like oh you can find any information created by people which winds up being so complicated there's a moment where it's like aha i have defeated q because i 
took all the tags off of the clothes that I got yeah. these guys. Like, what? That right. wasn't a thing before. He literally took a photo of this little girl and then based on the clothes she was wearing, like he was able to like determine where the clothes were gotten from, like what the make was and stuff. But oh, they, he just could have taken the tags off. Apparently all the smartphone was doing was reading the tags. What the fuck are you talking about? Which I'm like, does removing the tag really like stop? I mean, ugh, see, now I'm thinking I'm like, but it was originally created by it, wasn't it? So even if I ripped off the Nike tag on my sweatshirt, that doesn't change it from being a Nike sweatshirt. You can tell by the combination ratios of the materials. Right. Probably gives you a pretty solid estimate of where this was originated from. Right. Or just as simple as him saying something like, oh, look for this fabric blend in this radius. Yeah. One last thing and then we'll definitely dive in. Also, the whole, it doesn't change the information. It redacts it, makes it so insanely easy to figure out someone else. Because yes! literally, oh, we have student IDs 1 through 18. 16 is missing. You could physically break into their office and see who has student ID 16 then and know who the super smartphone user is. They do that all the time. It was the dumbest fucking thing I'd ever seen. But anyway, we got to go to positives. Yeah. This will take like five minutes. So right. <laughs> see y'all right. Or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kick it off. Yeah. So I did like the art. The art was fine. Yeah. No real notes about the art quality. Yeah. It was good. It was decent. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> Look, if the manga was better written, the artist could have been the same. Mm -hmm. The issue was 100% with the writing here. God. Yeah. I also think the idea isn't the worst idea. I think like we talked about in the war, this author had a lot of good ideas and then he fucked up implementing them. Mm -hmm. But he still had some interesting ideas. I like the series where you have infinite information. And so it takes the kind of identification out and it's all into deductive reasoning, like turning everything into a logic puzzle instead of an information puzzle or gathering information. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that's a really cool idea like that's the yeah. whole point of how machine learning works you know and it's a very fascinating topic yeah the premise had great opportunity i think it had a lot of opportunity but mm -hmm. the execution on some of the stuff like with the characters or the character personalities it just didn't hit like that's where the fault was sorry not going back to like what it did badly it's hard not to yeah it is because it's like oh you know what q could have been a really interesting and intriguing character like i said before like he wasn't but he could have been yeah he could have been and it would for <laughs> me it would have been like better if like we see him be a hero. He has the, the traits of being a hero. And I think at, the, at his core, it comes out that like, oh, he wants to keep his his family safe and family matters yeah. to him. But it's just like, yeah, but this whole him being a slacker and then you trying to make him suddenly become heroic, it doesn't pan out well because it feels weird that he's a man of action now. But it's like, yeah. oh, but he is a man of action because he will jump to go save his friends or the girl that he kind of sort of maybe loves. <laughs> and he's not a complete slacker. So it's just like... <sighs> I don't like when there's like a huge personality shift in a character like that. Yeah. Oh, this is the what it did well section. Shit. Yes, oh, yeah, that's true. But I, I just, I want to, you know. It's tough. We did promise this session would be five minutes long. I meant all that, like, I, I did mean all that positively. Like, Q has these great main character traits in him, but yeah. the execution on how they were brought about felt forced instead of feeling more natural. But they are there. and Those are good quality traits for a main character. I completely agree. I liked the aliens. I thought that they, <laughs> it was an interesting design because they look weird. Like, there's two of them. There's, like, a, an alien and a guy holding a baguette. <laughs> yes. A short, fat old dude wearing a baguette and, like, a tall, busty woman who's just kind of standing there with, as we've mentioned, unbelievably huge breasts. I was trying to think, like, what fruit you would say she's smuggling, but it's, like, I guess a fully grown watermelon. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. But, like, they, they both look so weird and out of place and they're just standing there always in profile talking to each other that it really did give 
give the impression, oh, they're not human. They are like wearing fake yeah. disguises that they don't understand at all. It actually feels like something out of Men in Black. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Like for that bit, I mean, they're completely out of place in the manga. Mm-hmm. Are you angels or are you aliens? That's where I was like, you're angels or aliens. It's one of the two. I have a lot riding on them being aliens. So I'm going to assume they're aliens. Oh, yeah. Aliens seemed more likable. It was just like the whole, oh, we've been watching over this planet for eons bit that I was like, angels? Because I'm like, why would aliens care this much? We're the only species to have created terrible manga. <laughs> exactly. There were dinosaurs didn't have smartphones. <laughs> or did they? Or maybe they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> oh, God. And then I do want to say, I actually thought chapter two was good. I think it wasn't placed well. I did like the fact that he's a little socially awkward and he mm. realized it wasn't so much a mystery. It was more social nuance. He didn't understand. And when he was like, ah, oh, what I should do is nothing. I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to give him the, I'm going to give it to him. I think that was actually pretty well executed for what like the point of the series should have been you know i can see that i agree i feel like it was again the author pulling his punches context for listeners so what happens is a girl's phone is missing and she it finds out that these two girls stole her phone and put it in someone's locker and he thinks like oh they're bullies but no it was so that he would have an excuse to talk to her because she had a crush on him yeah i'm not saying it's great but i think it's probably the strongest execution of the author executing on one of his ideas that we saw in this entire series yeah also i do like how um a through line to this seems to be people being like, man, we should do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just call the cops every fucking time. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, mm, nothing I can do. Even the cop says it later where they're just like, yes. we can't do anything. <laughs> we are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do nothing. Roll over and die. But there is some things we could do about ways we could fix this series. So shall we move on to where it could have gone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jordan, though, as the man of action of this podcast, what is something you would have revised about this series? And spoiler, I read your notes and I actually really like your ideas. So I have two. First of all, 100% immediately improved the the manga. What if Q couldn't call the fucking cops? What if like, I don't know, maybe they didn't believe him. Maybe they're useless. Maybe they're corrupt. You could have a billion different reasons why Q just didn't call the police and had to figure out what he was supposed to do to take care of the situation. And it would probably be extra legal. You know, it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be the best, but that would actually be kind of interesting because, oh my God, calling the cops just just the lamest, most boring thing. Like, oh God. But the, the other one is, I think that Bulkin should have been the main character instead of uh, Q mm. because he's like this poor dude. He's lived a rough life. Maybe he has reason to distrust the cops for one thing. There was a car crash that killed his parents. Maybe they just like, it was some like politician's son and they just brushed it under. Yeah, maybe something like that. There's a billion things that could have happened. But the whole thing is he does interesting, much more interesting like deductive reasoning. He has like a more interesting backstory. I mean, comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have been said in New York and his name is B. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Beat Nation. Beat Nation. What about you? I think a great way to make it better with Q specifically as a, as a main character. I wish he was like a detective the entire time. Like maybe yeah. he was a kid detective who was always informing them occasionally. Because I'm like, if you're going to lean into Death Note, let's go full lean. And just, yes, he's a genius kid detective like he's occasionally been helping out here and there and giving tips and 
now, but yeah. the whole thing is like he's trying to solve his own brother's disappearance or murder. Mm-hmm. You know, just because then it would also like we're just supposed to accept that him being a genius makes him a genius at deducing problems and solving mysteries. Well, if you're a genius at one thing, you're a genius at everything, as we all know. Exactly. As we've seen with Elon Musk, because he's a genius at nothing. <laughs> at nothing. But yeah, I feel like that would have been really good and just given him like we could have solidified Q's strengths because when we're introduced to him, we're just supposed to assume he's a slacker and he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh no, he's a genius slacker who has many talents. Yeah. So I think that would have been good. And like really just solidify him as like, oh, this is our hero. Slacker man. Yes. <laughs> slacker man. I think that's a great thought. Like, I think the first chapter literally should have been him solving a case entirely by himself. And then like mm-hmm. the last page is like he gets the smartphone and then it's how it starts. So it proves he can do it on his end. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a really great way to approach it. I think though, in my thought, as I talked about machine learning is honestly something that I think is really important to how the world works and people don't understand it. And this series literally could have been, how do you explain to the masses how machine learning really works by yeah. the way that he can distill information? Like this could have genuinely been like Dr. Stone for like mathematics. Yeah. yeah and then he uses it to like uh, rip off a bunch of artists and sell their sell their work. Oh, fuck and, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's also the series needed some sort of scaffolding for its concept because again, we don't know what the competition was. Mm-hmm. Why did he need to really have allies? Like having multiple smartphones doesn't really help because it's such a powerful device. I mean, we saw that Zen having two smartphone holders didn't necessarily make him better off because he didn't find who Q was any faster than the poor guy. Boken. Sorry, broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just he's supposed to be super, super uh, like intelligent and terrifying. But this fucking kid on the street who the manga basically implies is actually not that smart, just figures out immediately who Q is. Yeah. Just like super fast. And it's the thing that Q literally says like, oh, but my number's gone. That could be a problem. You think? Yeah. It just seems like the fucking security system yeah. hurts you. Like it is the opposite. Mm-hmm. I cannot possibly imagine how it doesn't make it insanely easy to figure out who a smartphone user is. Yeah. It's like in a TV show or like an anime where it's like, oh, this character has cloaking technology. And what that means is that there's just like this weird shimmering section of the screen which to the viewer it's like oh that's where they are it's so obvious they're right there yeah why aren't you noticing that i mean i'll I'll be fair with that one i played video games where that's the cloaking and it is still very hard to notice yeah i would have really liked the series actually point out that that way that they hide information makes it easier to identify like that was on purpose but it never does no no that was mainly for the plot there are moments where q literally recognizes hmm this isn't great like he recognizes it multiple times it never occurs to him i'm gonna turn this off that might have been a ballsy move I thought he was going to do that. Yeah, I really did too. And then Nisha, how about you? Any last little things that you think you would have redone about the series? I would have given the female characters a little bit more purpose. Oh, for sure. And it's really not the whole like, oh, she needs to be as like strong or capable. It was just like, I really feel like there was an opportunity to have his childhood friend maybe more involved. She was like, you don't have to tell me anything, but I'll be here to help you. But you can't help shit. Or we haven't seen you help or do any. Like, I mean, she was too busy bra shopping because her breast size kept changing. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's that. And then the girl 
girl who has the musical telepathy or whatever. Uh, I'm like, she ends up being very important and helpful at the very last chapter. But it's just like, okay, so like, I feel like she probably could have been more useful. I rolled my fucking eyes so yeah. hard when they were in the karaoke area and Bakken was like, oh man, she's like, she could tell immediately if you're a good person based on like your singing voice. And it's like, oh, well, you know, she's a great singer, but like, dude, she just doesn't know how, how wonderful she is. You know, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know her true power within and then she ends up discovering yeah. it to help the main character at the very end. I was just like, yeah, great, great, awesome. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> oh, the mention of power just makes me want to think of Chainsaw Man, which makes me feel like we should talk about some miscellaneous fights. Yeah. <laughs> so Jordan, though, what was kind of a stray thought you had that you really just didn't have a chance to mention before? Well, you know, goo 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 ga 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 goo 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 goo. No, um, I love how um Zenichiro is trying to get like a pharmaceutical thing from his dad for some reason, and his dad is just like a boomer, also obsessed with his phone and doesn't really talk to him and shit. And then he's just like, um, Dad, I will find the secret to immortality in 10 years and his dad's just like all right but only if you also do anti-aging because i want to be young forever mm-hmm. and then his assistant's like oh, what you can't do immortality in 10 years that's supposed to take place in 50 years it's like like it's just ridiculous just completely ridiculous and it's also he can bring his sister back to life because yeah you're 10 years away from that technology which i'm just like how what this random c plot very pointless yeah and you know it's not his fault it's the fact that his daddy doesn't love him is why he's such an evil person. Don't you feel bad? No, I don't. <laughs> I feel like Zen's character would have been better off if it's like, this man didn't care about my sister dying and said he could yeah. replace her. That would have been more important than like, you won't look at me. You won't acknowledge me. I'm like, but you have all the makings to actually be like, I don't know, Seto Kaiba here. <laughs> Mokuba. <laughs> right? I mean, his sister is clearly in his phone. Yeah. You know what? He wasn't obsessed enough with his sister is the problem. We need it no. less. <laughs> he just smelled his her hair a little bit. He wasn't broken up enough. Like, he was more obsessed with, like, people not respecting him as, like, a, a god among men. And so when that came up, it just felt very out of character. Mm-hmm. Like, why does this guy give a shit about his sister? That doesn't make any sense based on the type of person we've seen. Right. And we don't even get a flashback of him with his sister where I'm just like, um, I feel like maybe they saw each other as equals. Maybe that's why he doesn't view anyone on the same level as him. So, like, is that it? I don't know. Also, like, having a dead family member is not a rare thing. Yeah. at all. Like, do you have any idea how many other people lost siblings within the past seven years and parents and, like, I wanted one person to just be like, yeah, I lost my great-grandma about five years ago. That motherfucker Zanichiro must have killed her. Also, the dumb guy, I don't think he even lost a family member. Well, no, he lost his sister to a drowning accident. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah. Uh, yes, I completely fucking forgot about that. <sighs> Almost like it didn't matter at all or something. Thank God she died, otherwise Otherwise, he wouldn't have this power. Yeah. Only 10 people in Japan have ever had a family member die in the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one last thing I want to say um, before I read some thoughts from Maxi B and Tucker. I love how Elon Musk, because I I don't care about what his actual name is. When he talks about how there's three types of people, he says 80% of people are like cowards. 10% are idiots. But there's the rare 10% that are geniuses. And I'm like, brother, that's the same size as one of the other groups you mentioned. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you, you still have the same 
mean, like, like there's 20% left, so I guess you could split it up. I don't know. I mean, there's 10% yeah, of my care left of the series. Too many numbers. <laughs> it would have been more dramatic if he didn't do that, but whatever. Yeah, why didn't he just group it in 98% and 10%? Just change one of the 10s to 15, the other one to 5. You're good. Yeah, fucking whatever. And then, though, speaking of geniuses, Maxi B's thoughts are nothing as they thought it was so bad they refused to read it. I mm-hmm. bullied Maxi B, sorry, into reading the third chapter because of how bad it was. They agreed, and they said it was quite terrible, and I assume they drank tea angrily or something because they're British. Yeah. And then from Tucker, they wanted to say, by the way, that goo 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 thing is definitely a play on the Japanese pronunciation of Google. It just changed the last syllable, Roo, to another short goo. So, I mean, it wasn't subtle, but curious why they named it that. It was like a very explicit Japanese pun for the exact change they made. I mean, literally at the front part, they said Google. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't say YouTube. They had to change that spelling. They couldn't say line. They had to change that spelling. Right. But they could say Google? Yeah, they Shonen Joe manga has literally said YouTube before. Like in Witch Watch, they explicitly said we want to be YouTubers. Right. I was yeah. so confused by that. I'm like, Oh, you what? read Witch Watch? Oh yeah, I have. Oh, isn't that series so good? It's so cute. I love it. It's a wholesome read for me. Right? Yes. That was my recommendation actually last week. I'm taking my time with it because I'm like, I don't want to binge read this and like I really want I just want to take my time. I love how when people are like, Did you get to that chapter for Witch Watch? There's like five different chapters you can think of as being like <laughs> yes. that chapter. So actually, okay, wait, let's get into final verdict. Or actually, nah, fuck it, what up? So when I say that, though, just curious, which chapter do you think I'm talking about when I say, did you get to that chapter? Like when I tell you, I've only read the 10 chapters. That's how slow I'm going at oh, this. Oh, so, so you haven't like, got, okay, okay. You, you, you haven't gotten to any of those chapters. Jordan knows which chapter I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, I know stuff has happened in this 10 that I've read, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm probably going to think of something too early on. Message me when you think you've gotten to it, and I'll tell you if it's that <laughs> chapter or not. <laughs> My friend who told me about it, she's just like, you have to tell me when you get to this part. I'm like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of these parts, but all right. <laughs> there are. Which Watch honestly has at least, yeah, five chapters where you think, oh, that's the weird gimmick chapter. And then you keep going and you run into another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just a great series. Anyway, <laughs> speaking though of really things that are great, why don't we get into our final verdict and hear some six word summaries from the community. Starting things off with six word summaries from the community, we have from Tucker, Death Note, question mark, reverberating fart sound effect, <laughs> which is four words. So I guess Dylan, do with that as you wish. ZC Digital. Here's how Q can still win. (laughs) That's really good. Uh, Dude Rocks, Earth Child, Stan. My little sister can't have 5G. That's also really good. Loser. Unfortunately, Q is no longer a non... Fuck, this is a really great week for six-word summaries. Yeah. Andy's Islands. It's a super phoned-in ending. Mm -hmm. The Laughing Fool Siri. What is a plot contrivance? (laughs) Shut up, Siri. (laughs) Big modern death note L. Get iPhone. Mm -hmm. That is not six words, so I'm sorry you're disqualified. You'll be banned from future six words summer. no I'm just kidding um, yes it is four eight what that's six words big as the name so oh fuck I <laughs> god damn I'm an idiot I saw the two the two colons screwed me up you're right sorry uh, <laughs> Daniel have you heard about fucking Google Riley of Pie <laughs> offer shit goo 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 writing an ending Xylon hey Google write an unsatisfying ending uh, Kitty06 and then Google made a podcast Jemmy Chen's makes me miss Oba's terrible opinions Lenny it was just not super enough no it wasn't blah moo moo many cues will never be and then King Q, I'm the real Q here, phony. And then we had one more. What? People keep fucking submitting while we're recording. Hold on. All right. From uh, Dude Rocks also wrote, this is why you need NordVPN. <laughs> oh, Dude Rocks <laughs> this is why you need NordVPN. <laughs> Insert generic YouTube sponsor line. You can use the code TERRIBLEMANGA15 for 15% off. <laughs> I would suggest that you actually get uh, NordVPN. <laughs> oh, man. From Kirbymon, not super smart, phoning it in. Emerald Mudkip, murderer to control world. 
called Childhood Trauma. From Loser, hey Google, what was the point? And from T. Wolfwood, been told this sucks, so skip. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, my devices were really going off a lot. Every time I won the Super Smash Bros. on playing a Sora, I would tell Alexa to play simple and clean. And I was telling my friend that story on the phone and Alexa started doing that. <laughs> Which is why I worded that very carefully so it didn't trigger it again. Yeah, yeah. So I think that at this point we have set off everybody's. Yes, everyone's devices have gone off. Everybody's devices, yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jordan, what was your six-word summary? I have two. Okay. Goo, 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 ga, ga, ga. <laughs> and then my next one is, my death note calls the cops. I love it. How about yours, Nation? So the one I'm most proud of is, when death note meets future diary. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so I had two, or I had three, I dropped one. So my first one, though, I fought, based on the first chapter, was who would have thought SS would be bad? <laughs> and then my next one is, I'll tell you this one just because it's pretty similar to yours, Nation. Mine was future diary of a wimpy manga. I love like that one. <laughs> and then Jordan, I thought of this like five minutes before recording. Then who was super smartphone? Nice, nice, nice. I was very proud of that one. That's a good one. Nisha, have you heard of that story? No, I have not. There is, there's a really shitty. It's like, a really, like, really old meme. <laughs> fuck it. I'll just read it right now. Oh my God. That's right, listener. All your base are belong to us. We're going old school retro meme. The know your meme page for this meme is 13 years old. Mm-hmm. All right. This is from 2008. So you're with your honey and you're making out. <laughs> when the phone rings, spelled R-G-N-S, you answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> that is not the first, possibly not even the second time that I have heard David uh, say that story, by the yeah, way. it's great. Oh gosh. <laughs> I have to go find it now. I feel like Dylan would do a great rendition of that. Mm -hmm. So Dylan, if you would like to, because Dylan has a very I don't want to say Dylan has a sexy voice but I don't know how else to say it and he's also editing so I guess he's gonna Dylan has a sexy voice Dylan you have a sexy voice so if you want to read out then who was phone copy pasta for the audience I definitely would appreciate you doing that because I think it'd become great so <laughs> okay that was a lot of fun with our six word summaries the thing about this series is that it is just so easy to make fun of yeah like it it's is. just so easy it gives you so much material it's basically a parody of manga yeah feels like it I'm like you know what let's just lean in completely you love Death Note and you also liked what they did with Future Diary. Let's lean into that. It has everything from both of those series. Supernatural beings pulling the strings and planning a supernatural device in the hands of humans. People with their own sense of morality and moral compasses that may, they may do bad things in order to, for a good reason by their standards. A semi-likable main character that there's more <laughs> to him, but he's also a slacker, but he, he's a genuinely a good person with a good heart. And yeah, hot detective goth cop lady who's his ally. <laughs> Just like NCIS. Yes. Just like yeah. NCIS. <laughs> Literally NCIS. She left the show, by the way. No. Oh. Yeah, she did. I have not seen that show in forever, but dang. I used to watch it. Oh yeah, my mom used to watch it all the time, so I would just like get roped into it. I was more of a CSI Miami kind of guy. Yeah! When she would watch it, I'm like, oh, is this a show about Navy cops? What is this? I don't understand, but sure. They actually used to advertise it as Navy NCIS because they thought people wouldn't understand it, despite the N in NCIS standing for Navy. Is that what it is? Yeah. Jesus. I had no idea. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I think, would we all call this a certified flop? Yes. Yeah. All right. Jordan, so how does this rank amongst the certified flops? I mean, it's not the worst. Like, it got so bad, it's good. Like, it's not, like, Build King was just a fuck 
fucking mess. Like, just miserable to read. This was not quite as miserable to read as stuff like that. Yeah. Nisha, please don't read Build King. It's very bad. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And so I think, uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to compare this for Chainsaw Man, which breaks my heart because you are a guest I know for a fact is Red Chainsaw Man. You have, and I love it, and I'm current, and I'm just like, whenever y'all want to talk about it with me, please have me back on. Oh, man. I love Chainsaw Man. So I just, I'm working on doing another, like my third Chainsaw Man cosplay as we speak. Whoa. Who are you doing? I mean, it's not a secret. I'm going to go ahead and try and do um, Aki. Ooh. I've done Power and um, Makima. My, I would do Denji, but my whole thing is like, that's an expensive cosplay. It's simple to put together if I just want to do Denji, like in the suit and tie. I mean, yeah. in, the, in the shirt and tie, which I might just do that, a casual Denji. But it's like, I don't know. I would like to actually get the whole get up, but mm-hmm. that's such an expensive cosplay. Yeah. I would want to resell the shit if I got it. That makes sense. Aki is like is definitely a good medium there because you do have some accessories and some more identifiable traits to like his his appearance, I think. Yeah. Gotta love Dennis. Yeah, I do love Dennis though. Yeah, so if you weren't aware that the, the Chainsaw Man Circle Jerk Sub calls him Dennis. <laughs> I was not aware of that. But Dennis is the perfect translate, like, you know, equivalent to Denji. That's the four kids translation. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have a side podcast where we just talk about Chainsaw Man called The Chainsaw Minute. We currently just do not have the time to have guests on, but definitely I will reach out if we ever uh, just because uh, it's like a side thing. But absolutely, I will let you know uh, when we can start having guests on that. I would love that. That would be so fun because I mean, like I have gotten three friends to start reading Chainsaw Man now and they are just like, I really like Makima. I'm like, just keep reading. Yeah, sure. Do you not pick up on like the manipulation like aspect and like, oh, woof. It's immediate and it's so blatant. And I think a lot of people just assume until like maybe what is it? Chapter 50 or so. No spoilers, obviously, for people who haven't read. No, you can fuck a fucking it's their fault. True. It is their fault. It's been out for a year. But like around chapter 50, it's when things like become very blatant that like, oh, all is not well. Even before then, maybe like chapter 40 when like after the whole building devil crap that went down. Oh, the infinity devil. The yeah. infinity devil. Like I call him the building devil. Yeah. <laughs> So I just like rewatched um, the first four episodes of the mo- of the anime with uh, with somebody last night, mm-hmm. and in like episode two, Denji's like, "Hey, is Makima a bad person?" After she talked about how, "Oh, he's a dog, and I'm gonna put you down if you fuck up." Like, right? This is not a. It's not a spoiler to say that Makima is like kind of fucked up. I don't get it. But I do have to say we are over time as much as I would love to keep talking about Chainsaw Man. Yes! I love it. So let's get to the shoutouts as we are already shouting out to some awesome stuff. I want to start off by saying, Nisha, thank you absolutely so much for being on the show. It was a total blast. Where can everyone find the amazing things that you're doing? Well, first off, thank you for having me on and thank you for the compliment. Um, But yeah, you guys can find me mainly on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm also still on Twitter until Elon Musk burns it all down. At <laughs> Nisha Plays, that's N-E-Y-S H-A-P-L-A-Y-S and on all three platforms. A lot of my manga and anime reviews and film reviews are on butwhytho.net and it's also like full title of the website is But Why Though A Geek Community. So you guys can check out a lot of the stuff I've been reading, watching. Currently I'm reviewing Urse Yatsura Weekly. Um, I just reviewed um, One Piece Film Red. Nice. Oh, how was that? Oh, I loved it. And here's the thing, as I like now that I can say stuff now that it's out of embargo, it is a masterpiece musical for one piece. Whoa. Because it feels like you're in a concert when you're watching the movie. It feels like you're at an actual concert almost with like just how they handled like the animations, the choreography, the singing and everything. Now, I will say the plot is a bit 
mid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, if y'all ever want to do a review or something about One Piece stuff, I'm your girl also. But like, hey. I would say like, if y'all plan to go see One Piece, it's definitely worth going to see. And like, I think it's a great, it, could, it has the potential to be a great introductory piece to a lot of people if they want to like, if they're curious about it. But the plot, I have like problems with the plot. <laughs> I'm probably going to do a video about it and talk about it um, sometime this week. Oh, that's awesome. I'm trying to do that more on my TikTok now, like put reviews and stuff out like that because writing can hurt my brain some days. Um, yeah, y'all can follow me there. And any other things, just go ahead and follow my link tree on my um, accounts and you guys can see some stuff. Like I recently wrote an episode for PBS's digital series, Subcultured. Um, they did one. Really? About, yeah, I've done two. Last year was about anime and the anime subculture and like what is an otaku. And then a few weeks back, I just haven't been, had the chance to announce things because I'm bad about bragging on myself. I wrote a script about fantasy costuming. So not cosplay because oh, it's slightly different. But yeah, so that one's out too. So I'm, I'll probably make a post on Twitter because I uh, my friends tell me I'm bad about sharing news. That's awesome. Thank you. By the way, um, an, an otaku is a miserable pile of etchy. <laughs> Shut up, Jordan. You know, you just have to watch it because I, I will say yeah. one of the best things about getting to the opportunity to write that script, it's interesting how the word has been reclaimed by a lot of people, but then like there's still a lot of the negative connotations. So like us as anime and manga fans, people are like, oh, so you're an otaku. I'm like, I am, but not the way you think I that am. That is awesome. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to the Strictly series. As we talked about warm up audio, how you are also Chicago based. They are a great duo of people. You can find them at Strictly series. So I also want to give a shout out to the Sci-Fi Remnant, a cool sci-fi podcast you can find them at solo.to slash sci-fi remnant i was just on one of their episodes to talk about ghosts in the shell hell yeah turns out that's a good movie yes it is uh and speaking of good things jordan i want to give you props for making the opening any theme being a great co-host and helping with editing thank you david i want to thank you for also editing and putting the whole all the shit together you know i try i try i also want to give props to mer lyle for the awesome cover art you can find her online at lyle mer and nigel for being our generous art benefactor it was great hanging out with you Nigel last week. I want to give thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast Anime Out of Context at AnimeOutOfContext.com Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. You can find us on Twitter while Twitter is still around at ShonenFlopCast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the ShonenFlop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in our show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their wonderful support. Jordan, what are we doing this month? Oh, yeah. This month, I believe that we are doing a Gravity Boys? Yes, we are kicking off a mini-series. Where, Anish, have you read a Gravity Boys? I think, wait, is this about the four boys who go into space? Yeah. And then, like, one of them get to choose, like, who should get turned into a girl? I think that's just, like, the first few chapters. Yes. Okay. I did read, like, a few of them. Yes. It's probably one of the best the writer knows he's canceled so he doesn't care anymore mm-hmm. last arc where I, I won't spoil it but you're like yeah he knew he was being canceled when he wrote this part yeah <laughs> uh, and uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash shonen flop and I'm just gonna read off some of our wonderful patrons real quick so I want to start by giving a big thank you to Ozzy Rat our wonderful Chainsaw Man patron aka now Open Rum's Mystery Flash Pit surprisingly spacious and very moist and thank you for listening along with our other person listening T. Wolfwood who is our dolphin dad and then moving down to the king of the Force, we have Albie, Cram, Gabe Lando, Israfont, who I believe is our latest patron, so thank you so much. Jacob Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Marty, Rachel, my wonderful girlfriend. She is hanging out outside waiting for when she can come in. She's very cold. That's why I had to keep this recording short. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's in the living room, <laughs> but she does like making the bedroom an icebox. Scarlet Mirmidon T, who is not a character in this manga, at, but except for when he was, the real Jory, the BB King, BB the, and Trevor Schechner. And then Jordan, is there anything else? Find my art and apps on jordanforbes.art. Yeah. I will check it out. Yeah. Give me a job. Front end developer, please. Heck yeah. All right. Well, then all we have to do now is to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week as we give our first thoughts on Akaboshi. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Isha. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Hey, keep on flubbing, floppers. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it. The voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell the girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone?